Tele Kabidosa, Reko Mashada Dabada, Elebada Bada Gabaneso Taiti, Redus Kavidu Tande Gabashata, Ikabada Bada Gaba, Rededa de Bedez of Adi Daita, Elikabashani Marakus Galaito, Ada Bada Bada Gabashata Dabada, Ekabado Balato Rakumas Barandus Gata, Elibashana Manakaba, Ekababa Bagadeleta. Lord Jesus, we exalt you, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the great and mighty things you have said to me in our midst, Lord. We exalt you. Ashatili Kavadu Sanda Varaduskate. Lepatu Savanti Taini Kabarikuskata, Ratata Kabandu Zavadai, Elepatu Sanamakate, Retekopo Savadaito, Ida Bata Bata Kaba, Soto Dopotopoto, Rodo Dokobana Kavato, Ikata Barakuskata, in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. My network, I don't really know, I don't know what's wrong with Glow, Glow and Eta is very. All right. Good evening, everyone. So, praying in tongues. Even though I have thought on this extensively before, many times I've thought about it, but I just, you know, they said that um, building a um, theological conviction, how do I put it? You don't learn something once, you have to you know, go over it once again and again and again see we are looking at praying in tongues you know let's see the book of first corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 then also first corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 so first corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 paul says something here says so that ye come behind says so that ye come behind in no gift with um waiting for the coming of the lord jesus christ if you read the, the first line says so that ye come behind in no gift paul was telling them here that um, he was telling the Corinthian church that when it comes to the gift of the Spirit, that they are not behind, like they are really operating in the gift of the Spirit. But then again, in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one, Paul now said again, he said, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorance." So, if what he said initially was that when he has to do with spiritual gifts, you guys are not behind, you have spiritual gifts. Now, why is he now saying that concerning spiritual gifts, I will not have you ignorance? If it was the same person saying that in spiritual gifts they were not behind, then in, verse, in chapter 12, he's now saying that I will not leave ignorance. Now, the problem is that the Corinthian church were, church were operating in the excess. They have spiritual gifts, but they don't have the proper coordination. In fact, you will see that at the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul has to say that let all things be done orderly and decently. Because even though they had the, the gift of the spirit, they were they don't really, they were not managing it. There were too much excesses that was happening in the Corinthian church. And we are we are we are going to get to that point. So the first thing I'll be looking at here, I have five things to look at. One is speaking in tongues for everybody. Is it for every believer? Yes, speaking in tongues is for every believer. 
you know, I have a very good success rate at getting people baptized in the Holy Ghost, you know, I have a very good success rate. In fact, the only two people that did not get baptized ever since I've been getting people baptized in tongues, they are the people who have been taught wrongly, who think that they said, what they told me was that uh, praying in tongues is not for everybody. See, it's better to be ignorant than to be wrongly informed. Because if you are ignorant, you just open yourself to learning. But if you are wrongly informed, somebody you hold on to wrong ideology, wrong theology. That we need to first erase that wrong theology first before we now begin to teach you new things. And when you are wrongly thought, people who are wrongly thought with all due respect, they are they are the other set of people. They are the other set of people to actually get to do the right thing because they are holding on to something that they think is the truth. So, um, when I try to get, and almost everybody that that I prayed for who got filled, I did it on phone. There's nobody I've done physically. Everybody's on phone. In fact, some people, before we are even done talking, you know, they fall under the power while they are on phone. I'm saying all this to see that the gift of the Spirit is for everybody, every believer who desires it. So, when people ask, is it for everybody? Yes, it's for everybody. Now, we have, we have a lot of scriptures to read this night. It's going to be a night of scriptures because when it has to do with doctrinal stuff like this, I believe that you have to be showing people from scripture. So, he's speaking in tongues for everybody, every believer. Yes. And why? Everywhere in scriptures where people got filled in the Holy Ghost, eh? everywhere in the scriptures where the Holy Ghost came upon people, everybody does. Everybody there tongues so everywhere the holy ghost came upon people in scriptures not one person lived that meeting without speaking in tongues now let's see the book of Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4 he said and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place verse 2 and then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind it filled all the house where they were sitting verse verse 3 and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire it sat upon each of them verse 4 now he said and there appeared unto them cloven thongs like as of fire and he sat upon each of them now verse 4 and they were all filled with the holy ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. everybody that was at, that was at the upper row when the holy ghost came upon them not one person lived that day without speaking in tongues so the gift of um, of tongues is for everybody everywhere in scripture where the holy ghost came upon people not one person lived that meeting without speaking in tongues. Now, let's see again uh, the book of Acts chapter 10 from verse 44. He said, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Verse 45. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. So even in the on the um, the, Pente, um, Pente, um, the day of Pentecost, the Bible said the Holy Ghost came upon and everybody in the room speaking in other tongues. Then, also in the book of Acts chapter ten, when Peter went to the um, to the house of Cornelius, everybody was filled and everybody, not one person lived there without speaking in tongues. Now let's see the book of Acts chapter nineteen again, and I will leave the floor open for question when I'm done. Acts chapter nineteen from verse one. We have to realize six verses here. He said, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinthian, Paul, was, Paul, having passed through upper coast, came to Ephesus. 
and find certain um, disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Verse 3. And he said unto them, That when and then were ye baptized, and he said unto John the Baptist, then he said, Paul, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him and should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6, and when Paul laid his hands on upon them, the Holy Ghost came, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied everybody. So when people ask you, is praying in tongues for every believer? Yes, it is. Because in scripture, there is nowhere where they, they, um, the Holy Ghost came upon people and anybody leave that place without speaking in tongues. Everybody that is there will usually receive the gift of the Spirit. Not like when the Holy Ghost comes into the room, you know, you will not select some people. This is a prayer warrior. No. Everywhere in scripture, we see that where the Holy Ghost came there, everybody there actually, you know, they received the gift of, um, of tongues. Now, that answers the question of is speaking in tongues for every believer? Yes, it's for every believer. As long as you believe and you desire it, the gift of the Spirit is for you. It's for your thinking. Number two. Now, I want to address the first Corinthian chapter 14 argument. Because most of the times when you see people argue online about tongues, it's usually the first Corinthian um, 14 argument. And the argument usually comes from um let me start reading from verse 2. For he that speaketh in our own tongues speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Verse 3. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in our own tongues edified himself, but he that prophesied edified the church. I would that he spake with tongues, but rather that he prophesied, for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, verse 6, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you, except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? Hear what Paul said. He said, if I come to you and start speaking in tongues, will he profit you? Now, let me explain to you. The church in Corinthian were having excesses when it comes to the gift of the Spirit. If you watch, at the end of this chapter 14, Paul ended with one thing. He said, let all things be done orderly and decently. Now, Paul saying that, if I come to you and I begin to pray in tongues, and I begin to speak in tongues, do you think it will mean anything? Because that was what the Corinthian church was doing. Everything for them was tongue. And one of the examples of the Corinthian church is, if you have been to the old, whether the old Orthodox or Pentecostal church, I've forgotten now, old a man of God can be preaching, and then somebody will just stand up in the crowd and start doing cowry, 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 speaking in tongues. The Corinthian church were falling into that kind of excesses. So that was why Paul was saying that if I can, they can just meet somebody and then begin to, to speak in tongues with the person. Because that was what Paul was saying here that now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation? or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine. So Paul was saying that if that kind of thing is going to happen, let it be that it is one or two persons who is praying in tongues and somebody will be able to interpret it. Because there can be there can be people who are not believers in the house and they will not understand what we are doing. So Paul's argument in 1 Corinthians was the excesses that the Corinthian church were operating in. Because everything for them, the man of God can be teaching and then somebody just enters spirit, you know, they just leave the proper communication and just be speaking in tongues to each other. So there was excesses in how they were operating the spiritual gifts. 
Now, to show you that Paul was not forbidding speaking in tongues, he had to say something. He said something in the book of um, um, Acts chapter 14, verse 39. He said, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. That was the second to the last verse. So after Paul had, had finished addressing all the excesses, and Paul even had to tell them that, see, this gift of the spirit that you guys are abusing, this speak, um, speaking in tongues, where they are teaching in church, four people just rise up and praying in tongues and disturbing in church, they are not giving prophecy. See, even me, I pray in tongues more than you all. So I'm not trying to control your spiritual gifts because I'm not praying in tongues. That's why Paul, that's why Paul said that. He said, I thank my God that I pray in the spirit than you all. He was trying to tell them that so that you know could be like say at the end you now see when they pray in the spirit. Me, I pray in the spirit more than Una. But Una need to actually arrange this thing well. You guys need to put order to this thing that you're doing. Not just anybody just coming and just rambling in tongues and doing all these things. No, there's an order that you guys need to put into these things. So I it wasn't there's an order that you guys need to you know put into this thing. So tongues. So you must understand that Paul was not because one of the places that people bring arguments is usually from First Corinthians chapter 14. So I'm explaining that argument to you now. That that argument was Paul addressing the excesses of the church in Corinthian. He was not trying to say that ah, they should not pray in tongues because by the time he was ending it, he ended this in verse. Uh, verse 40 he said let all things be done decently and in order but in verse 39 he said this he said wherefore brethren covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues so we see that in all that he was trying to do he was correcting the excesses that was in what the corinthian church hmm? all right number three i hope because i i know that every time we talk about tongues there are usually questions and all that Number three, what really happened on the day of Pentecost? Let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 2. Let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 2. Bible 2 does it say, And they were filled with the Holy Ghost, verse 4 now, and began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, watch. If you read chapter 14, verse 2 of First Corinthians, I'm coming. I want to open that on another um, stuff. Chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians says something. He said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, he says, Speaketh not unto men, he said, but unto God. He said, How be it in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Now, in there's an argument that people have here, you know, as the Bible said that um, in the book of um, he said, now it was not abroad in verse 7, Acts chapter 2, verse 7, and they were amazed and marvelled, saying one to another, Behold, and not this which speak Galileans, and now here we every man in our tongues. Now, in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible said why the apostle was speaking in tongues. Uh, people were hearing their language. Now, let us use, you know, human wisdom or godly wisdom to look at this. Now, the argument that some people have is that, why is it that when people are praying in tongues now, eh, we, we don't used to hear what you are saying. As you are praying in tongues, people are supposed to be hearing what you are saying. This on that one. First of all, let me correct that analogy. That is even wrong. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Why those people were hearing their languages? The apostles were praying in the spirit and the people outside were hearing. For instance, let me give you an example. I've given this example over and over. Do you know that you can be praying in tongues and somebody can want to pass a message to a person who is from Ghana? And even though what you are praying is tongues, the person can be hearing a Ghanaian language of his hometown because God wants to pass a message to the person. Are you getting me? So what was happening there on, in the upper room there was the apostles praying in tongues and the people were hearing in their own language. 
I even, so those people were hearing their own language what they were hearing said that thing that happened there is working of miracles is not interpretation of tongues because you need the gift of the spirit to be able to interpret tongues you need to be a believer those people who were outside that day who were hearing in their own language they were not believers so they were they would not be able to interpret tongues so what was happening there that day was the manifestation of the spirit working of miracles because see in working of miracles god can allow anybody to hear anything after all god had to speak through a donkey i don't i don't know if you're following me so what happened there was what was not what happened there was not interpretation of tongues. What happened there was the gift of the spirit, manifestation. I mean, what happened there is, there is a miracle in this, um, what do you call it, in the in second chapter of Acts, where the people were hearing their, their language. What happened there was 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 miracle, was a miracle. Where we are praying in tongues, you know, I've shared it before, where a man of God said that he was in China, China thereabouts and was buying diesel, I mean, he was buying gas. And I was praying in tongues and somebody beside him started crying and then the person began to tell him that do you know that you you just spoke to me now in chinese language and in a local dialect my mother's local dialect and you are consoling me on what is going on with me i think a dear man of god also shared on twitter that he was in poland about a few months ago and even some people gathered and they were praying in tongues and there was a poland man who sat near them and the man came into the ambulance and tapped them and said, do you know you guys were speaking to me? You were telling me about something that was going on in my life. That man might not even be a believer. So what happened there is not interpretation of tongues. Now, what is interpretation of tongues? Interpretation of tongues is me speaking in tongues by the Spirit of God. Eh? Another person by the Spirit of God can interpret what I'm saying. Not that the person is hearing it in his, whether Yoruba, or Igbo or Awusa. No. Interpretation of tongue is when somebody prays in tongues, you by the Spirit of God, you know what the person is saying and you can interpret it. It's not that. Interpretation of tongues is not when I when I'm speak when I'm speaking in tongues, you are not hearing this Yoruba, you are hearing it in Awusa or your local dialect. No, that's not interpretation of tongues. Interpretation of tongues is the ability by the Spirit of God to be able to interpret what is being said in tongues in a language that other people will understand. So, if I'm in Anambra and the person praying in tongues now, by the Spirit of God, I will understand it and I can begin and I can explain it to the to my Anambra's people, maybe in the local dialect of Anambra, say, see what the person is saying here. If I'm in Lagos and the people around me, they are Yoruba, they don't understand English. When the person is done saying it, because I understand, I can say it in Yoruba to them, I can say it in English. So, interpretation of tongues is by the Spirit understanding what the person is saying and then now explaining to the audience is not when i speak um uh, it's not when i speak in tongues you know here yoruba no that one is working of miracles you know it could be a manifestation of spirit because you don't need to be a believer to walk in that one you know god may just want to pass a message to somebody and as you're speaking in tongues the person is hearing in, in his own local dialect but when it comes to interpretation of tongues the person is a believer who have the gift of the spirit of interpretation and he, he can interpret, he or she can interpret what is going on there. So what happened on the day of Pentecost was that the people were filled with Holy Ghost, they were speaking in tongues, and people were hearing because working of miracles. See, any tongues that I have to speak, eh? You know, some people have an ideology that if you go to Chinese or if you go to um, Japan and you don't understand their language and you want to preach to them, you just begin to speak in tongues, and they begin to hear in Chinese. <laughs> 
That's a joke. Because First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 told us that he that speaketh in unknown tongues, he says, speaketh not unto men, for no man understandeth it. He said, but he speaketh unto God. He said, for in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Meaning that if I if I'm speaking in tongues, you will not understand it. If you by any means understand it and you can you can interpret it, is the gift of the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's not that when I want to speak Chinese, I will not go to China. I don't know how to speak in Chinese, and I begin to speak in tongues, and the person will not begin to hear in Chinese, or yeah, I will not begin to speak Chinese. You know, if God can make it happen while I'm speaking, the person is hearing in Chinese, but it's not a deliberate act that will just go and say, yeah, let me speak in tongues to you. Maybe by the working of the Spirit, we're in a place we are praying. And some people also think that tongues is that once I go to China, I don't know how to speak China, as I begin to pray, then I will not be speaking China. That's working of miracles. God can work that one out, but that is not tongues. When I speak in tongues, you don't understand it because the Bible said um, 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 that praying in the spirit that um, no man understandeth it. You are speaking unto God, and in the spirit you speak. You are speaking mysteries. So if by any means anybody can understand it by the spirit of God, that's by the in, um, um, gift of interpretation, and they can interpret it. I have to repeat and keep repeating myself so that you can get it. And then again, what happened on the day of Pentecost was just working of miracles. Those people were not believers, so it can't even be said to be what? To be interpretation of tongues. Number four, why tongues? Why do we pray in tongues? I'm even about to round up. Why do we pray in tongues? Number one, because the Bible asks that we should forbid, we should forbid not to pray in tongues. You know, for instance, look at what Paul said. Paul said, forbid not to um, forbid not um, um, praying in tongues and all that, paraphrasing now. Now, it's not that if you are not praying in tongues, you are you go to a fire. It's not a salvific something. It's not attached to your salvation. But don't you think that if God says that something is good, if the apostle of God, if the Bible says that forbid not to speak in tongues, don't you think that if you are not doing it, then you may be cheating yourself. It's not because God will punish you if you don't speak in tongues. It's just you cheating yourself of certain realities that you might have walked into if you truly pray in tongues. So if somebody asks, why should you pray in tongues? Because the Bible said we should forbid it not. They forbid not to pray in tongues. So if the Bible said we should forbid not to pray in tongues and you, you are cheating yourself by not praying in tongues because of maybe wrong theology or whatsoever it is. They were for brethren, convert to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. So the Bible said that we should forbid not to speak in tongues. That means there's an advantage. There's something that we can get or there's, and there's something that we'll get if we truly put our time and pray in tongues. Now, still another number four, why tongues? Because it's a way of speaking to God. It's also a way of speaking to God. The Bible told us in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, it said, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, he said, speaketh not unto men, he said, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Our bit in the spirit, he speaketh mystery. He said, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Unto what? Unto God. Because see, sometimes you want to pray. You don't even know what to say. You just begin to pray in the spirit. You know, you just begin to pray in the spirit. You just begin to pray in the spirit because you cannot even express. Sometimes you don't have enough vocabulary to express yourself. Sometimes you are going through certain things and you don't even know how to pray. So the Bible, you just pray in the spirit. So why do we pray in tongues? Because the Bible says we should forbid it not. Number two, because it's also a way of communicating to God. No man understands it. You pray your heart out to God and God knows what you are saying. 
he knows what you are saying. I even believe that it is the one of the most accurate way of praying. Because sometimes, um, um, Pastor James told us that sometimes we ask certain things because we want to consume it on our loss and we ask amiss. But when you pray in tongues, you you are you are praying. I, I can say it's one of the praying, one of the most accurate way of praying. Because the spirit, you know, is helping you, and you are you can't pray in tongues and pray amiss. Are you getting me? You can't pray in tongues and pray amiss because you are praying rightly. The spirit knows, you know, what is needed for you. And there are times when the spirit of God can just pick you up and say, "Pray." You don't even know why the spirit of God is asking you to pray. So the best thing to do that time is to begin to pray in tongues, because there are times when you wake up in the night and you just have the nudge to pray. But you don't know if there's somebody, somebody's in danger, or if you are the one in danger. But you just begin to pray once, so pray in the spirit. So, number three, under white tongues, the Bible asks us to desire the um, um, spiritual gifts. The Bible asks us, it says desire, say what? The Bible asks us to desire spiritual gifts and gift to, and and tongues. Speaking in tongues is one of the gifts of the spirit. So if the Bible asks you to desire, it says covet earnestly. So the Bible asks you to desire and covet earnestly. I don't think it is wrong if one of the things you want to covet is what? Is praying in tongues. Is what? Praying in tongues. I don't even know where how people get to this point. They say uh, tongues is not for us. All these things are not this. And I don't even know where people get to this. So the Bible said that we should covet, we should desire earnestly. That gift of the Spirit. One of them is what? Is speaking in tongues. Number four. Under number four. White tongues is a means of spiritual edification because we are going to take our time, maybe in the next 10 minutes, to also pray in the spirit. Praying in tongues is a what is a means of spiritual edification. The Bible told us in the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse, verse 20, is a building up yourself in your most holy faith. Is a praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. Even yourself, he told us that in the book of First Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 4. He said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Edifies himself. See, let me tell you something. I remember when a dear man of God in. I'm not talking two hours. So I mean. I said I'm not tired, I'm lying. Please not stop. Where did I stop? Please can you unmute your mind and tell me? Because I've been talking since so I just observed that the network has not been has not been going through. Please can somebody tell me where, where was the last what was the last thing I said that you guys heard? Can somebody please unmute your mic? What was the last thing I said now? You were talking about number four. It is a means of spiritual edification. Praying the spirit is building uh, a means of spirit building yourself, spiritual edification. For those who are just coming, you can listen to the message again. So um Jude one twenty said, building up yourself in your most holy faith. He said, praying in the Holy Ghost. And then again, First Corinthians chapter four verse fourteen also talks about. He said, he that speaketh in unknown tongues edifies himself. So praying in tongues is a way of edification. You see, it's a way of building spiritual stamina. Let me put it that way. Yeah. See, 
even though you have the authority in Christ and all that, remember, remember what they said in Gal- what Galatians, okay, let me not use that example, maybe you may not really go away, but even though you have all the authority in Christ sometimes, you need to also build your spirit man to a place where you, you cannot be, you can be able to exert the authority that you have in Christ. You know, if you have, how do I say that? There are certain things that they belong to you, but if you don't grow to a particular age, your parents may not be able to release it to you to use, release it for you to use. For instance, even though you love your um, 10-year-old um, or 5-year-old son, even if you got him a car, the car belongs to him, but you will not be able to drive that car until he gets to the age of 18 and above, before he starts driving that car. So the same thing has to do. See, when you spend time praying in the spirit, you are building spiritual muscles. It's like Jimmy. See the same way that people go to the gym and they build themselves and all that. All this, you know, people sometimes send me messages and say that all these things that you people see vision and all these things, I want to be seeing vision. And you see, the gift of the spirit are just a byproduct of your growth in the spirit. If you begin to spend time in the th- spend time with the things of God, if you begin to spend time with praying in the spirit, building up yourself, edifying yourself, spending quality time, you will find yourself walking in the gift of the spirit. The gift of the spirit are not for a selected few. You will see yourself, you have the ability to be able to operate in that gift consistently and well. In fact, you will grow in using the gifts. You will do what? You will grow in using the gifts. So, the last thing we are talking about praying in the spirit now is that it edifies. You see, nobody grows in asking for. When you are asking for bread and butter, God will answer you, of course. But when you truly want to grow and become a blessing to others, where you can pray for people, you can lay hands on people, you can cast out demons, you can do these things, you need to grow your spirit, man. Spend time praying in the spirit. He said, building up yourself in your most holy faith. He said, praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, he that speaketh in, in, in an unknown tongues. He said, speaketh not unto me, but he said, but unto me. But he edifies himself. It's a way of what? Spiritual edification. You, you, are, you are building up to be able to do something. Do you get so when you see us call prayer meeting here and said we are praying for seven hours, we are praying for ten hours, it's not a meeting to come and ask for bread and butter. It's a meeting that you know, even though the Lord can give us word while we are praying, but it's a meeting majorly where we come to build our spiritual muscles. You see, eh, there are some certain problems in your life that nobody can pray it out for you. What you need to do is to outgrow such problems. Are you getting it? What you need to do sometimes is to outgrow such problems. I've had many people reach out to me and say that, you know, they are in their dreams. Somebody is pressing them. They have certain encounters like an evil eye is looking at them. Most of the times, God will not usually leave me to pray with them. You know, God will just put it in my heart to send them messages and to read books. Because there is a dimension of knowledge or dimension of growth that when you come into by the reason of spending quality time in praying in the spirit, there are certain problems that you just outgrow. Now you go outgrow them. Nobody will now be coming to tell you that. There are things that they will not just be coming around you again. All those are they come to press me in the dream. You know, I'm in the house. It's like an evil is looking at me. What is required of you is to just grow. Spend time. Spend quality time praying in the spirit. You will find out that you will outgrow certain problems in your life. Especially when it comes to do with spiritual, certain spiritual problems. You will find yourself that you outgrow them. 
you know, you can't be uh, without your respect, believers for five, a believer for five years, and somebody is still coming to your room. You know, you are still afraid of you are still afraid of witches and wizards. You know, you know, there are people who, without your respect who they will stay all night and be doing all night for witches and wizards. See, there is a depth of edification that you build yourself into. It's not pride. There is nobody who has the ability to say they are threatening you so that you will now die. No. So build yourself, spend quality time praying in tongues. You can go back to your time table and said and say that maybe for some of you who live in Lagos, because Lagos is a very wonderful city whereby you don't really have much time. You can you can draw a schedule of your of these and just take one of your of these and spend time to pray in tongues. Maybe before the year ends up, we'll just do a seven hours in tongues um, this year. We're supposed to have it that time, but we actually something came up. See. It is not that we don't even, you know, because of the meetings we are having, we just pray low-key, low-key, low-key. Earlier this year, I think it was around March, we were praying every day five hours, apart from weekends and I think Wednesday, something like that. We are praying every day five hours, every day, every day, every day, every day. Apart from weekend, I think Wednesday there about. So, you must spend time praying in the street because there are some battles you will stay. Whereby, okay, somebody shared a testimony that he was flying with, um, he was flying with his wife. While they were flying, they were on the air, and then the wife just collapsed. There was no pastor there that would come and pray for the wife. He said he remembered what he was taught in church, that he had the breath of God. He opened the wife's mouth, and then there are challenges that you will face that somebody may not be there to actually, you have to stand and say no. No. At five years as um, 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 Christian, I don't think witches should be your problem. They should not be the people where you wake up every midnight. We pray against the Bible says for you are seated in every place who cry Jesus. But that understanding will not crystallize. That power will not be able to, you'll not be able to use that power, or you'll not be able to walk into the full potential of the reality of what is written if you don't grow to a particular point. You have to do what? Grow. Um for those who are coming now, we have thought extensively for the like the last 38 minutes and I think the door is open now for any question. If you want to ask questions, I started from you know praying in tongues. Is, pre- is speaking in tongues for everybody? Then I went to address the issue of First Corinthian argument. Even though the network was very was very good as well. Number three. Then I explained what happened on the day of Pentecost. Number four. I explained why tongues. Why is tongues important? Then under why tongues is important is what is uh, where I'm explaining that one of the reasons why tongues is is important is that it is for edification so we've gone on that like four subtopics the first thing we said um speaking in tongues is it for everybody then we established that it's for everybody and we brought out scriptures like four scriptures that everywhere the holy ghost came upon people in scripture everybody there was baptized in the holy ghost everybody not one person lived there without speaking in tongues so you cannot say that ah you know, when the Holy Ghost came on the upper room, you know, he separated certain people. Everywhere from the book of Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4, when the Holy Ghost came, everybody there received the gift of tongues. Number Acts chapter 10 verse 44 to 36, everybody in the house of Cornelius, when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they received the gift of tongues. You know, Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 to 6, when the apostles, they went to um, the place where another apostle had already preached. Bible says when Paul laid hands on them, you know, they received the gift and they speak in other tongues. So everywhere that the Holy Ghost came upon people, they were actually speaking in tongues. So tongues is, is for everybody. You won't see in scripture where the Holy Ghost came upon people and only certain people were the ones speaking in tongues. Everywhere the Holy Ghost came upon people, everybody there 
speaking in tongues. Then number two, we, we spoke about um, the argument in First Corinthians. You know, I'm doing a recap because of the network and people who are, who are just coming. Now number two, we spoke about um, First Corinthians chapter fourteen argument. First Corinthians chapter fourteen is usually where people brings an argument from and say that Paul was saying that if you want to speak in tongues, you know, let somebody interpret. Now there was an issue in First Corinthians. The First Corinthian church was like an excess church. They were, they were. That's why Paul says something in First Corinthians chapter fourteen. He said, um, in fourteen verses, then I brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit? What shall I profit you except I shall speak to you, either by revelation or by knowledge, or by prophesying or by doctrine? Now, what was happening in First Corinthian church was that they were just speaking in tongues anyhow. They were speaking in tongues to each other. A pastor can be teaching and they will rise up. If you have been to the old churches in this country before. Not now, you know. I don't know if they are the Orthodox or the Pentecostal. I don't, I don't really know. You find that a man of God can be teaching, and somebody can just stand up and start saying, speaking in tongues, "Kauri, pauri, kauri, pauri," on that person. That was what was happening in the Corinthian church. And Paul was telling them, he said, "Even me, I speak in tongues than all of you, yet I'm not misbehaving like this." You find out that at the end of First Corinthians, Paul, the last two verses there, Paul says something. He said, "Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, forbid not to speak with tongues." That one shows you that when Paul was rounding out the letter, he was saying that forbid not to speak in tongues. I'm not saying don't speak in tongues, but you guys are just speaking in tongues anyhow. People, if people who came to church for the very first time, they won't be able to understand these things. You are talking to yourself, you are speaking in tongues, the message is going on. They were church who had so much excesses. So Paul was saying that I mean I pray in tongues than you guys, but I don't abuse it like this. So when Paul was about to round off this, he said something. He said, Wherefore, brethren, convert to prophesy. He said, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Then in verse 40, he said, Let all things be done decently and in order. So the first Corinthian argument of Paul was not an argument against tongue, was an argument that the gift of the spirit should not be abused. Are you getting it? So that's why when he was rounding off, he had to say, forbid not to speak in tongues, so making no talks and missing me, no speak in tongues. Then in verse 14, I said, let all things be done decently and in orderly. Meaning that you can speak in tongues, but then again, you have to actually know how to do these things. You find out again that in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 7, Paul told them that the Corinthian church, when it comes to spiritual gifts, that they are not behind. You know, they have access to spiritual gifts. The Lord has helped the Corinthian church. But then again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Paul again now came and said that when it comes to spiritual gifts, I will not leave you, he said, I will not leave you ignorant. If he told them in chapter 1 that they are not behind his spiritual gifts, then in chapter 12, why is he not saying that he will not leave them ignorant? You know why? They have access to spiritual gifts, but they don't really know the, the operation of it, just like how they are misbehaving with the gift of tongues in the church. So Paul was saying that even though you have access to this gift in chapter 12, I will not leave you ignorant to how to use it. I will not leave you ignorant to how to go about this gift. Not just harassing yourself and just speaking in tongues everywhere in the church. No, there must be a proper way to this. I'm just, uh, how, do I, how do I say that? I'm just doing recap. So, number three, you said, what really happened on the day of Pentecost? And I said that, um, I don't even really preach everything back. I said that on the day of Pentecost, what really happened was that when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they began to speak in tongues. People came out and they said they were hearing their language as they were speaking in tongues. Now, hear this. This is one of the arguments that people usually have. People say that. If those people in the book of Acts chapter 2 were hearing their language, why is it that when we pray these days, we are not hearing those languages? You need to understand one thing. Let me tell you something. 
Jesus understand that what happened in the in the Acts of Apostles chapter two was not interpretation of tongues. Now I'm going to explain. If I go to Spain and I'm praying in tongues, if a Spanish man is beside me, and even if the Spanish man is not a believer, but God wants to pass a message to that man, I can begin to pray in tongues, and the man will be hearing in Spanish. Now, a dear man of God even shared on Twitter about a few months ago. I was in Poland, and him and some of his friends they were praying in tongues. They were just praying in tongues, and there was a Poland man who was close to them. And he came into their prayer and tapped them. He said, do you guys know you are speaking to me in, po- in Poland language? And all the people were praying, I think they were Nigerian. None of them understood Poland. So what happened to that guy is the working of miracles. God, by his powerful hands, can cause somebody to hear it in their language because he wants to pass a message. As they are hearing it, it's not an indication that what is happening is an interpretation of tongues. What is happening is working of miracles. So what happened in the book of Acts chapter 2 from verse 4, where those people were hearing their language was working of miracles. The apostles were speaking in tongues, but people were hearing their language. And if you watch, it is also a way that God wanted to compel them because it was then when Paul, when Peter began to preach that people were converted, 3,000 people. Are you getting it? It was when Peter began to preach that 3,000 people were converted. So we see now that what happened there was, was, was uh, what do I call it, was the working of miracles. Now, somebody can be asking, man of God, then if that is working of miracles, what is interpretation of tongues? Now, interpretation of tongues is me speaking in tongues. And somebody else by the Spirit of God knows what I'm saying and begin to interpret it to people in the language they can understand. Say, as I just begin to print on Sakabarande Kovele, ah, they say, ah, the Lord is saying that um, there is somebody here, your name is Shadi, and he wants to heal you. That is interpretation of tongues. Are you getting it? If I speak in tongues and you hear China, it's not interpretation. What is happening is working of miracles. God just wants you to hear. Because Paul told us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, he said, he that speaketh, I mean, and um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. He said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongues, he said, Speaketh not unto men, he said, But unto God. Okay, it's um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. He said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongues, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. I'll be in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. So when I'm truly speaking in tongues, you will not understand me if you don't have the gift of interpretation of tongues. So if I'm speaking in tongues and you are here in China, it's not because that's how tongues is supposed to be. It's God who just wants to carry out working of miracles. Because if you watch, it was even only in the book of Acts that we saw that we did not really see it happen again. Are you getting it now? So what happened on the day of Pentecost was that the apostles received the gift of the Spirit. They were praying in tongues. People were outside. You know, by the working of miracles, they heard it. Because those guys that were outside were not even believers. They don't have the Holy Ghost. If somebody was to even interpret what is being said, so the person needs to be a believer and the Spirit of God because it takes the Spirit of God to be able to interpret the gift of tongues. Somebody following me? So, what happened, that's what happened on the day of God, of Pentecost. Um, then, I said number four, why tongues? Why do we have to pray in tongues? I'm just doing a recap. Because the Bible asks us not to forbid it. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39, Paul was speaking. He said, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak in tongues. If the Bible admonishes you to do something and you are not doing it, don't you think that you are cheating yourself? 
if the Bible admonishes you and said do something, not that if you don't pray in tongues, you go to hellfire, or not that if you don't pray in tongues, you're not a believer, or you're not, no. But if the Bible says to not forbid something, to do something, and you are not doing it, don't you think that you're cheating yourself? So, why tongues? One, because the Bible said we should not forbid it. Number two, number two of why tongues, it is, it is also a way of speaking to God. The Bible told us that he that speaketh, he said, he that speaketh now no tongues, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. See, there are times where you want to experience, I mean, where you want to not experience, where you want to express yourself to God. And in all honesty, you are so short of words, you don't know what to say. Sometimes you are overwhelmed and you just begin to pray in the Spirit. In fact, I, I will biasly, not really biasly, I will say that praying in the Spirit is the most accurate way to pray. Because you cannot pray in the Spirit and pray amiss. You know, you can pray in your understanding and pray amiss. Instead of asking God for something else or what you say, ah, God, I need this particular week, this one, that one. But when you pray in the Spirit, the Spirit is also is helping you to pray. You are praying accurately. The Spirit cannot be, as you are praying in tongues, you cannot be praying out of God's will. Is one of the accurate ways to pray. So, number two of why we pray in tongues. Number three, because the Bible, number three of why we pray in tongues, because the Bible asks us to desire and covet spiritual gifts. And tongues is one of the gifts. So the Bible asks you to, is it we should covet? Is it we should desire it? So desiring to speak in tongues is not a bad thing. So it's one of the reasons why we do what? Pray in tongues. Because the Bible asks us to do what? To covet, to desire earnestly spiritual gifts. Number four of why we pray in tongues, I said it's a means of building, um, is a means of edification. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, told us that um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, is a he that speaketh an unknown tongues, edifies himself. Then Jude chapter 1, verse 20, he said, building up yourself in your most holy faith. He said, praying in the Holy Ghost. So we see that there's a level of building that tongues does for us. See, there are certain realities of supernatural things that you're not coming to if you don't spend time praying in tongues. And I shared here that there was one time that a great man of God in this country called me one time. We had the privilege. And while he was about to end the call, one of the things he told me is that Abraham pray in tongues. I'm not saying pray one, two, three hours. He said, spend time praying in tongues. Pray seven hours. You break into a level of supernatural that you don't even imagine. Pray for long. Spend hours praying in tongues. So, Man of God, woman of God, one of the reasons why I would pray is for edification. You are abused to do something. There are certain issues in your life that you have to grow out of it. Nobody may be able to cast it out. You grow out of it. They are pressing in the dream. They are pushing you. Sometimes when you when you put fire on your altar, when you spend time praying the Holy Ghost, you find that those things will just automatically live by themselves. Because Satan cannot sit on fire for long and pretend as if fire is not burning him. So, these are the things that I thought on praying in tongues. So, the floor is open now. If there's any question or there's any contribution, let's go. I practically thought like two times on this. So, let's go. Is there any question about tongues that you have read before? Any contribution to all that I've said? search for you and I will find you there's no contribution there's no question to what I've said okay let me just say this before I round up in getting people filled 
in um, you know some people have asked me on you know, getting people how do you get people feud really goes you know that they begin to speak in tongues and all that you see but most of the people who have been believers for some time who have not received the gift of tongues one of the things that you must know is that they have been wrongly taught some people think that something must do giri giri on their in their body they must vibrate it is not everybody that will vibrate when they, they receive the gift of spirit being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Most of the people that I prayed for, most in fact, everybody that um um got fueled in the Holy Ghost through me, you know, by the grace of God, is on phone. I've, I've not met anybody, he's always on phone. And sometimes we will witness the power of God so heavy that the people will be on phone and be shaking. You know, sometimes the people even fall, they can't stand. And then there are sometimes that we don't experience such the people just they are taught correctly that you have the spirit of god in you and as i begin to pray in tongues it will stir up in you you will hear it and begin to pray and then that's it they begin to pray so when people say ah how do you get people feeling the Holy Ghost and all that the first thing that you must do is that you must teach them you may go back to listen to this message again because some of the people who are not speaking in tongues who are believers who have been believers for some times is because that they have been thought wrongly and there's a strong goal about wrong doctrine. It's better to be ignorant eh, than to be wrongly informed. If you are ignorant, you know, you are just like an empty land. We can come and build something on you. But if you are wrongly taught, you are like a land where they build the wrong house on top. They will need to remove the house before they now build the correct house on it. Do you get it? So, in getting people to the Legos, number one is that you must teach them the word. This thing that I've said, that see, the Holy Ghost is for everybody. It's for everybody. Once you believe, the Bible says if you be, they will speak in tongues, you believe this thing is for you, it's for me. When you when you when you when you have explained this to them that the Holy Ghost is for everybody, another thing that you may want to do is that you may want to set their atmosphere in worship. While you set the atmosphere in worship, you may just begin to pray in the spirit and trust that the Holy Ghost will rest upon that person. If you teach that person correctly, their heart will be open to receive it. See this thing that I shared now, as simple as this is, when it has to do with getting people baptized in tongues, I have like 95% rates. In fact, if I can remember, only two people did not get baptized. And their reason is that it's not for everybody. So when people don't believe something, there's nothing I can do. That one is not in my power anymore. But to everybody that I've spoken to, who agreed to it, they got baptized. Not one person. And even if you wake me now, I'll get the person baptized. As I'm talking, if there's anybody here that wants to get baptized, message me tomorrow. I'm tired already. Tomorrow, tomorrow evening, I will call you and you get baptized. It's as simple as that. When you teach the people, they have to be open to it. That see this gift. Your body don't need to do giri 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 giri. You don't need to fall. If the spirit of God decides to go that way with you, fine. But know that you have the spirit of God. There is something. If you truly, if you have the spirit of God, if you are saved. If you hear somebody praying in tongues, there is something in your spirit that wants to give expression to it. But you just cannot give that expression. Either because you are shy or because you think that you need to understand what you are saying. That's another reason. Some people are shy and because some people think they need to understand what they are saying. So, when you hear me praying in tongues and you have the spirit of God, there is something in your spirit that wants to give voice to what I'm saying. So, there is something, there is that voice. So when we set the atmosphere, I will begin to worship and I begin to pray in tongues. When I've taught you correctly, I will just, the next thing I usually tell them is allow it to find expression. Before I know, the people just, they burst in tongues. They just start praying in tongues and just praying. Some people say, 
fall under power and all kind of things. So I think that the best way to actually go about this is to do what? Is to actually teach the people. Let them know that the Holy Ghost is for everybody. Let them know that they have the, the Spirit of God in them. They don't need to feel any vibration. As you pray in the Spirit and as you worship, the offense is already in their spirit. There is something that wants to give expression to it. They should allow the expression. They should allow the expression of the voice in their spirit to find physical expression. Just set out their mind, open their heart to this, and then you see it. Mm. Right. And if you are somebody here, there's something that one of my friends did one, one day. I think he wanted to see how I get people feeling really good. So there was one of our, um, his friends. A particular lady wanted the person to be filled um, with the Ghost. so he called the lady and he called me then he allowed me to do my thing then he was just you know by the side and he was watching and the lady was filled he was filled she spoke in tongues she was filled so maybe you may want to do that so maybe there's somebody that you you know that is open to get filled in the in the Holy Ghost. you may just put three of us on the call me you the person and then maybe you can watch when you watch you'll be able to replicate it some other time I don't know if I have done my own little justice to this topic. If there's any other question that you want to ask, if there's any other addition to what I have said, that maybe there's something that, I, that I'm supposed to say that I didn't say, or there's something that I, I did not really say well, that you may want to actually shed more light to. can go ahead. Away. So we are good to go. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for coming here. I don't know anybody here that you have been having a severe stomach pain. I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. Satan, I command you to take your hands off now in the name of Jesus. Fibroid, we command you take your hands off now in the name of Jesus. Every, every organ. There, I decree, let there be creative miracle now in the name of Jesus. Let there be creative miracle now in the name of Jesus. Any part of your body where you are feeling any kind of pain, I decree, let there be creative miracle now in the name of Jesus. Let the healing hand of God rest upon you now in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We want to listen to this recording once again. Once we are done, we'll put it on the group. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.